Podcast Network Asia. Each day I couldn't properly hear, speak, blink, talk, smile, laugh, chew, or even frown right was such an agonizing and imprisoning feeling. Why would God allow this? Well, having experienced the pain and the pressure and being saved by His grace has made me more sensitive and present to His graces and stronger in spirit. Welcome back to Rise Up with Janina Chan, where we rise up together every chance we get and have fun while we're at it. Welcome back to Rise Up with Janina Chan. We are on our third season. I'm feeling so refreshed and excited to have you back here as well. And I was thinking, why not start the new season with my very own full Rise Up story? So some may or may not have an idea of it, but yep, I've gone through my very own literal nervous breakdown about five years ago. Yes, it sounds so dramatic, but it was definitely a roller coaster ride of emotions to say the least. And it was such a defining life experience. So sit back, relax. It's Rise Up story time on what I learned about not only losing half of my face, but also my sense of self. So I actually broke them down into six mini chapters and the very end are the lessons I've learned. So let's begin chapter one, that fateful day. So that fateful day, it was early July last 2016. I had an event to host in the late afternoon. And before I headed to work, I asked mom to come with me to the ENT doctor. That's the ears, nose, throat doctor, because I've been having a buzzing and deafening sensation in my ears. I also felt quite lethargic that past week. I thought it was just vertigo again since I had it sometime in June, which was a pretty busy month also. So unfortunately, after checking with the clinic secretary, the doctor was out on a convention abroad. But we only allotted just enough time to see only one doctor that day. And we had to proceed to the event venue for my call time that I was supposed to host for. So I napped in the car on the way to rest my head because it felt heavier by the minute. And being the hypochondriac that I am, I urged mom to call our longtime pedia and family friend, Dr. Elena Kualobo, just to consult with her my symptoms. So upon parking in the venue, I retouched my lipstick in the car and noticed that I couldn't do a full smile. Only the right side of my mouth would curve to form a smile and the other half just stayed still. So I panicked. I showed mom what happened and good thing that the doctor was still on the phone. She knew exactly what was happening to me and told us to drop everything and proceed to the nearest hospital with a rehab center. Chapter two traumatized. Okay, so she advised me to seek immediate medical attention because if untreated within 48 hours upon the start of the attack, half of my face would get even more distorted and paralyzed. So I had no choice but to abandon my hosting engagement. Mom went down to meet with the event's PR, apologized, and excused me from work with our sudden emergency. So we rushed to the nearest hospital with a rehab center, prayed that we would still make it to the last therapy session for the day. Now, it was almost around dinner time, that time when we arrived in the hospital. We shared what happened to the receptionist. Shout out to David Damian. Yes, we're friends now. You know, at first he couldn't accommodate us just yet because we needed a formal endorsement from a rehab doctor. 
So we requested for his assistance, but our chances were very low because it was already so late. And apparently most of the rehab doctors were abroad too in a conference, probably the same one my ENT doctor was at. So I watched David make his phone calls and work his magic, calling from one clinic to another. I actually started spiraling and agonized the what ifs in my head, and I still couldn't believe what was happening to me. Now, just when I thought it was a hopeless situation, he made one more call and learned that one rehab doctor was still there. And guess what her name was? Her name is Doctora Magpantay. What are the odds? Definitely some humor to the situation. So for those listening who don't know what magpantay means, it actually means align or or straighten (laughs) in English. So we went to the next building to see her and she confirmed my diagnosis, which was Bell's palsy. And she gave her clearance to treat me right away by God's saving grace. So yes, I officially had Bell's palsy and it was my new reality. The left side of my face froze from my forehead, eyebrow, eye, cheek, nose, down to my lips and chin. It was even hard to blink at the same time. There would be lags on my left eye and it was so difficult to speak, chew, eat, smile and basically move my face. It was already 8pm and I was the rehab's last pahabol patient. So I found myself so nervous and so overwhelmed on the therapy bed. I actually felt a little claustrophobic and I kind of had an anxiety attack looking back with all the covers on my face, with the heat therapy and that one bright light treating my face or half of it. So I just felt so swallowed up by the moment. Chapter three, my new reality. So what caused this though? Actually, it's a pretty random kind of illness that you can just get and there's no one true medically confirmed cause. But the theories you'd hear from our elders, usually it would be caused by basma or having the fan directly blow on your face because apparently the cold is bad for the nerves. But I don't really recall having that moment. I think it's more of just being unhealthy maybe internally. I didn't really know I was unhealthy or I probably could have taken better care of myself. So yes, one thing's for sure, it can be triggered when you have a low immune system. As for all illnesses in general, right? So please never take for granted your health. Don't overestimate it too. Eat right, exercise regularly, and never let stress take you over. So what was next for me? Get well. I had work to do, places to go, dreams to fulfill. And why was this happening to me in the first place? I couldn't help but wonder and ask God why. And although I know there are way worse cases out there, why my face? Something I need to use every day, especially with the line of work that I have. Now, as a relatively new devout believer back then, I knew this was a test. June of that year was so amazing, maybe one of my favorite months ever for that season. So many new opportunities and career milestones were unlocked, and the plan was just to keep on going, keep on hustling. My favorite motto back then was hustle and have faith. (laughs) It was um, kind of my mantra, but what was I hustling for anyway, right? So I trusted him and the bigger picture of my life in his hands, much as it pained me to reject my work proposals that month and even one abroad. So there was one commitment, though, by the end of July that I simply couldn't pass, which kind of was my internal deadline to get better soon, too. It was to host for the Mr. and Miss Chinatown pageant as both a live and televised event. 
because I already signed the contract, had all my gowns fitted and prepared with all the designers and collaborators. Everything was set basically. So my focus was to get better, especially with my deadline. I had both home service PT as well as Eastern medication from Dr. Tan, a legit Chinese herbalist who also specializes in acupuncture, which is said to be great for Bell's palsy. So I braved the needles on my face, which were surprisingly very relaxing if done right, and got my own electric stimulation machine so I can treat my face more at home. So I also had to do facial exercises regularly to wake up half of my frozen face. Chapter 4. The Little Things and the Lowest Point So I was determined to get better each day. I took my B vitamins for my nerves and medication with steroids that made me bloat and feel hungry all the time. I had my herbal medicine twice a day, which tasted like your worst nightmare. I slept on time, ate healthier, and took all the rest I could. So those were the medical and external factors to this ordeal. But deep inside, I felt so much more small and broken. Now, my friends would know I've always been an idealist, never failing to see the silver lining in all situations, but I couldn't help but find myself bawling in tears on some nights. I couldn't smile. I looked like a Picasso painting when I laughed. I couldn't even frown right when I needed to. I never thought I'd miss being able to do facial expressions like smiling, frowning, and even furrowing my eyebrows that much. So I remember crying, ranting, hagulgul levels to my family asking why. I'm such an expressive and happy person that some of my friends would call me Miss Pure Energy and Jolly Janina. Once I was even called out for being a little too happy by one of my close friends. But really, I felt as if I lost the essence of me. Why take away something that makes me me? I felt so, so empty inside. I missed going out, being with my friends, doing the work. I love that made me feel alive and just craved for normalcy back into my life. Chapter 5. Purpose-Driven Road to Recovery So I had to lift my spirits. It was the only way to recover faster, so I continued reading my Purpose Driven Life book by Rick Warren and serendipitously found myself in the chapter about pain. So it says, when God allows pain to enter in your life, it's his way of calling you back to him with a megaphone. It was just what I needed to read. God simply wanted us to be closer. So good thing I actually live on the same street as our village church, so I'd walk to Mass every Sunday, as I always do, but this time I was actually afraid to face people. For the first time in my life, I never thought saying peace be with you to those around me would be so difficult. My mouth wasn't right, my blinking was extra twitchy, my eyebrows were distorted, and my hearing was muffled. The struggle was very real and frustrating to say the least. Despite the struggle, I still found solace, though. All the homilies and the songs I heard when I went to Mass during that period pierced right through my heart. One particular song that left me in tears was, Be Not Afraid. So even though I was terrified, I knew that I just needed to keep the faith. Have you ever felt like you needed to take your life to the next level? If yes then go ahead and check out my podcast called Small Talk with Alec Cuenca. Allow me to share with you wisdom by ancient philosophers and modern thinkers partnered with practical science-driven advice. All of that and more only here on Podcast Network Asia. Chapter 6. Can't Stop, Won't Stop. In Tagalog, Ayaw Paawat. (laughs) 
<laughs> but really though. Okay, so it was house arrest for me for three weeks straight, except for two commitments that I really couldn't cancel. And I thought I could still wing. Yes, I know, right? But of course, with the clearance from both my doctors, since it was an acute condition of Bell's palsy and it wasn't contagious. So I still shot for an advertorial campaign for a magazine. I said to myself, Kayayan, I'll just do small smiles and reserve my energy. Anyway, it was only a half day shoot. So I tried hiding the fact that I had Bell's palsy to the team shooting with me that day. But clearly, I couldn't hide the fact that something was wrong. The second weekend, I couldn't cancel walking for my designer friend's fashion show. It was a big event, a huge commitment that I simply couldn't break. It was a little bit more difficult this time around because there were rehearsals, the venue was so cold, and it was so hard to face everyone with a paralyzed face. Then came my deadline, which was July 31st. I felt a little stronger, but up till the very last minute, my family and I still kept second guessing if I could actually deliver and perform my hosting duties. I looked okay in person, especially since I was glammed up, but you'd really notice something was wrong with me when I started to speak. It was still difficult to fully enunciate and my left eyes blinking would still lag. I could remember the pressure of not only having to host well both in English and some lines in Mandarin, but also having to worry about looking presentable both in person and on camera. Now, I actually remember reading comments from random trolls saying that I looked matamlay or nakaka-depress, if I remember correctly, kasi namute ko na sila. <laughs> so now I just wanted to reply so bad. You have no idea. But yes, now I could finally tell my story. So chapter six, the big little things. To say the whole thing was a humbling experience is definitely an understatement. Though it was only a month, each day I couldn't properly hear, speak, blink, talk, smile, laugh, chew, or even frown right was such an agonizing and imprisoning feeling. Why would God allow this? Well, having experienced the pain and the pressure and being saved by His grace has made me more sensitive and present to His graces and stronger in spirit. And having Bell's palsy made me realize these lessons. And here they are. First lesson is to never take for granted the little things that aren't so little after all. You know, the fact that we are unparalyzed is so empowering. Being able to function and live well as a human being is already such a gift to begin with. So to those who are feeling limited right now, feeling overwhelmed, scared, or just stuck in their own versions of limbos, especially with the tone of our times, let this be a reminder that, you know, we are stronger than we think. We are more capable than we know. Just put in the work and trust divine timing. When you lift up all of your worries, anxieties, and fears to God, you'll be surprised by how He will lift the weight off of your shoulders. Next lesson is to simply not sweat the small stuff. You know, you can still be a responsible person without being a control freak. It's okay to slow down too. Always remember that direction is more important than speed, and balance and progress is better over perfection. Next lesson is to love and accept myself more compassionately. You know, I found it just so baffling that it had to be my face. It was targeted to the art girl in me. Now, you know, I think I just, it just made me realize that I should embrace my uniqueness and what makes me truly me in all levels. I also lived an always on the go lifestyle and I could have taken better care of my health. 
clearly God is always in control. And I was also too critical of myself at times when it came to self-image. But when this happened, all I wanted to do was a full smile and to be able to express myself fully and genuinely, not realizing that rawness and realness is so much more beautiful and irreplaceable. Next lesson is God won't give you anything you can't handle. You know, you don't have to go through your battles alone and growth only happens from a challenge. There's always a bigger picture and purpose and lessons to be learned. As they say too, what God gives to you, he wants to give through you. Though I was embarrassed at the start to be vulnerable about this, I'm also really grateful to be able to shed awareness on this nerve condition that anyone is susceptible to. And I actually already have a ready template <laughs> where I could just send to those who probably either have it or have friends who have Bell's palsy who need to seek immediate care. So just hit me up if in case you need that template. I'll let you know where to go and what medications to do. And the last lesson is to enjoy celebrating life truly unparalyzed. I know it's way easier said than done. I still sometimes find myself in my own limiting beliefs, but I hope that my Rise Up story reminds all of us that we have to enjoy our innate freedom and feel empowered with it. Don't be afraid to live truly free as yourself, boldly, fearlessly, and compassionately. You know, be not afraid was said 365 times in the Bible, so take one each day. Don't let it take literally losing your smile and sense of self before realizing how blessed, loved, and truly worthy you already are. And let this also be a reminder to stay healthy always, be grateful, let go of the little things, and never take anything for granted. I also promised some shout outs. So before we say goodbye, thank you so much. And hello to Chanel Balinbin, listening from Tagaytay. We also have, you can call me Joy from Baguio City. We also have Sham Tamayo. She said that her favorite insight was from episode 11, use your confidence as a superpower. And we also have Jazzy Ray. She says, my favorite episode is the one with Joy Mendoza because you guys taught me how to find happiness daily. Thank you so, so much to all of you, my extra rise fam. <laughs> I'm not sure if we're sticking to that, but I love how it sounds for now. So that's my rise up story. I hope this episode gives you light and encourages you to rise up every chance you get. So this is only episode one of a brand new season. Please stay tuned for so much more we have in store for everyone. And do tag us at Rise Up with Janina Chan and myself at Janina Chan. For your favorite insights, we'd love to repost and do give us a great review via Apple Podcasts. We'll see you again next time. Thank you so much for listening. We'd love to hear your favorite insights from the show. Tag us at Rise Up with Janina Chan and at Janina Chan via Instagram stories so we can repost. Share this episode to your friends who you want to rise up with and follow us for more. This is produced by the Chinoy Podcast Network in partnership with Podcast Network Asia. Also powered by Podmetrics, the easiest way to monetize your podcast. Sign up now for free at podmetrics.co. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. <laughs>